Doom Patrol, Negative Man, Elastigirl, Robot Man. Someone wants the Doom Patrol reunited. Your every word and action is being broadcast across the planet. Now, Monsieur Mana! Well done, my Doom Patrol. Well done. It is too late for you, Calder. Your beloved patrol is doomed. Hello and welcome to Waiting for Doom, the Doom Patrol podcast where we uh, wait for Doom Patrol comics, then we talk about them when they come out, or we fill in the gaps between waiting with Doom Patrol talk and stuff. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Hello. Yes, hello, I'm Mike. You can find me on Twitter at AvantGarve. You can find us both at WaitingForDoom.com. You can get in touch with us at WaitingForDoom at gmail.com. You can also check out um, our page on Facebook, which Wilfred occasionally updates, and our Instagram page, which Wilfred occasionally updates as well when he's feeling like it. And uh, all our episodes are available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Podbean.com. We've got an Insta? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. We're very cool. It's- We're hip. We're hip. We're, We're hip. almost influencers. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Uh. Anyway, um, I'm Paul. You can find me on Twitter at reading underscore Hicks. And we also have a sentient show Twitter account, Wilfred at WFDPod. Hey, Wilfred. And so, uh, Michael, it's been a while. We've, uh, we've both... Well, I've had COVID in the interim. and um, Yes. Yeah. You, what, what have you been up to? Have you done anything uh, to do with comics and fun? Have you... Have you Im- uh, imbibed? Uh, no. <laughs> no, it has been a very hectic, crazy, busy period of time at work. Um, I, I'm getting towards the the light at the end of the tunnel, which I'm hoping is not a train, but the actual end of the tunnel. Because it's just uh, end of financial year, start of the new financial year. At my work is always very busy, um, but there's also been certain audits um, <laughs> presented to us that we need to um, uh, comply with and and present certain materials and documentation that's been asked for, and it's been a little bit of a chaotic scramble. Um, so yeah, no, I've I've just been plodding along as as best as possible. However, it was my wife's birthday uh, this this past week, so uh, we are going out uh, for a very fancy meal tonight and having a night away. Um, so yeah, looking forward to just kicking back and I, I might sneak some comics along with me <laughs> to, to try and read um, as we're relaxing in a bit of luxury. Um, but no, look, I, I've been meaning to, to even go and see Thor, and I haven't even arranged that yet. It's no. just been that busy. No. What, what have you been up to, Paul? I hope you've been having a bit more comics-related activity. And how have you been since COVID? Oh, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm much, much more recovered. Uh, my wife still has the uh, a lagging little bit of COVID, so she got it worse than me. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, we're, we're doing all right. I'm, I'm conscious that this is probably not really good podcasting, so I'll, I'll veer it into something fun. What are, um, I've been re-watching, well, in in this case, the first watching. I've been watching Doctor Who from the very beginning. I've started, I, I borrowed, borrowed um, all the first Doctor DVDs from my brother-in-law, who is um, right. a Whovian. Um, I'm an ex-Whovian, like I used to be really into it, and yeah, and yeah, I tell you what, that's... Um, some of them are real slog. <laughs> I, I did see some of the footage you shared on, on Twitter, and oh boy, um, 
Yeah, bless them. Mm. Bless them for their attempts at creating man-sized insects, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they were pioneering, but I mean, uh, some of you know, I think seen better stuff at school as Deadfits than I. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that's not even true. I've never been to a school as Deadfit. I have no interest in the youth performances. Of, right. Yeah. But uh, no, that's been fun. I've been um, watching Stranger Things, so I think I'm the only person in the world to ever watch that. Um, and yeah, that's been. Uh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. Reading lots and lots and lots of comics. I finished my reading of Jonah Hex by Palmiotti and Gray with some fantastic art by uh-huh. lots of different people, and that's really good. Is you know you know when you have a day and you're working and working and working, sometimes you just want to see a cowboy kill some people. Uh, yeah. 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 It's very for, for um, sure. It's a palate cleanser. Mm, it's very therapeutic. Yeah. You know? And now I'm reading yeah. um, New Superman, which is about the Superman of China, and that's uh, oh, yeah. very enjoyable, uh, very fun. A little bit, little bit uh, geopolitical, which is appreciative. Okay. Um, yeah, it doesn't gloss over the problems of the uh, communist regime. Um, wow, okay. Yeah, Gene yeah, Lewin Yang knows what he's doing, and um, yeah, Victor Bogdanov. Am I, am I missing a... <laughs> Might be missing something in there. Anyway, he's really good. Good art. And what else? I, yeah. So there's heaps to read. And I'm reading lots of stuff. Um, yeah. Actually, I did do something fun and slightly comics related. Yeah. Because my, my, my eldest uh, son, Connor, uh, has shown an interest in Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> so uh, we got caught up to... Um, was it Christmas with the Joker, which is like the second episode ever, um, mm. and he thought it was hilarious, and it is <laughs> one of my favourite episodes of it, you know. Yeah. And he, but he, he's halfway through his, you know, he's like, "How did Joker get all these robots built? He was in Arkham. Where does he have the money?" And I'm just like, "Just no, just comic book science. Just enjoy it." Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't even have 3D printers back there for those giant Joker no. faces on stuff. No, not at all. Not at all. So that that's been a little bit of of comic related goodness in our house. So yeah, rolling with the the good old stuff. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, this sushi train's left the station, so let's uh, go on to Doom Doom News. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, sushi trains don't really have stations, do they? No, they don't. No, they, they do not. It'd be cool if they had like a a platform that you know the the chefs could plate up the next stuff, but no, it just sort of stops in front of them and yeah. goes round and round. I, I mean, yeah. I've seen them, but I've never actually spent a lot of time in a sushi train um, venue. So, oh, my friend, I have. Oh, oh you have? They, okay. Do they stop the train to put the food on, or do they put it on? Yes, they do. Oh, they do. They stop oh, it. Well, well, it depends. Yeah, some th- there used to be a place here in, in in Brisbane many many years ago um, that was known just as Sushi Train, and oh. you go in and they actually had um, what was Sushi Train all about, Michael? <laughs> well, let me tell you, people were like complaining about stuff and writing it down and then putting it on one of the carriages and then they were crossing their fingers that someone else in the restaurant would pick up their problems and inherit them. No, um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so they actually had two different trains going around, if I remember correctly. So, but you know. 
of, of slightly shorter length, but yeah, you could um, actually no, they ended up having one long massive train. Um, so by the time the front of it got to like behind the chef, the end of the train line would be there, and sometimes they would stop it to play it up more. Occasionally they would be nimble enough that they could just quickly put the plate down on on an empty carriage that went past. Was there a sushi train controller like in uh, Thomas the Tank Engine? No, no, that's the thing. There was no platform. There was no one dressed up appropriately for any sort of train-related hijinks. There was, it no, was just a, no one waving a flag when it was safe to go. No, no. There was no level crossing for people to enter the restaurant in safely. <laughs> None of that. It was, it was more on the sushi, a little bit less on the actual train-related punnery and, right. and hijinks. Okay. Okay. So, but I spent many 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 a lunch break in there because back in the day there used to be a comic store in the same little complex right across from it uh-huh. so my my ideal lunch break would be race down eat like a crazy person on the sushi train and then duck into the comic store before going back to work did you get on the like, sushi train no you know what i mean no, I, okay. like, get off the I sushi train sitting- mike it's not appropriate why is this man destroying our <laughs> means of transporting our food around? Look, anyway, let's get up. Let's, let's literally get off the sushi train because, mm. thank goodness, apparently we have some doom news. Okay, so in doom news, we've got some excitement. Um, well, it's excitement to me. I hope it's excitement to you. But um, mm. did you read the Pride special, Mike? Did you, did you did you check that out? I have not yet read it. The DC twenty twenty two Pride special. I know the Pride special of which you speak, but no, nah, I've not read it yet. It had some Pride celebrations, of celebrations of all things uh, gender different, and um, it was very exciting because we saw Kate Godwin coagula. Mm, I did see panel. that image, though, yes. Yeah, yeah, that was unidentified, but we did some speculation about who is that, and you know, it was confirmed by someone close to the artist that that was Kate Godwin, and mm. um, Dorothy was there as well, Danny the Street was involved. Um, yep. Yeah, and there was someone from Fables who was um, also involved, but I didn't know who that was. But that was cool. Um, so that was very exciting. So we had a bit of, um, yeah, Doom Patrol minor appearances. And, mm-hmm. like, how many years since Kate's been seen in the comics? Coagula. It's uh, been so long. It was back to the... We, we last saw her in Volume 3 when Dorothy was explaining what happened to the previous Doom Patrol. My goodness. Because Cl- Cliff and Kate took Dorothy for out for a camping trip or something. Yeah. And they were trying to explain to her, you know, about life, the universe and everything. And, and Dorothy had a meltdown and kind of blew people up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's 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 when we last literally saw Kate. Mm, she's so. going to come back. I will. I bet your bottom dollar she will come back. Do you have a bottom dollar? I don't know. Um <laughs> I've always been fascinated by what actually is a bottom dollar. What's the opposite of crotch cash? So, I don't know. <laughs> so the crotch cash is at the front, but the bottom dollar is at the back. Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. anyway. I, th- I think it's actually I think it's actually to do with um, it's your last um, bit of money. So as you right. part with your last bit of money, you can bet it because it's reliably going to come back to you. In- so, like... When Scrooge McDuck makes some really bad investments, yeah, and his giant swimming pool of gold coins yeah. dwindles, he's down to he gets to the bottom of his dollar. Right, gotcha. That's his right. bottom dollar. It's the last. Yeah. It's the last, last piece of currency. 
Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I don't know why he doesn't have a, a bank. Internet banking. He doesn't Oscar his money to people. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we also had more Doom Patrol um, sneaky appearances. So in DC versus Vampires number seven, uh, Rebus made an appearance uh, fighting. Oh wow! Fighting vampires fairly ineffectually. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. But uh, it' good to see old Rebus around. Mm. Mm. And oh, this is well. You, you know how we have uh, Batman, Superman, World's Finest, the comic in which we uh, we have been discussing on recent episodes, and indeed we are talking about two issues today. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's been confirmed that that's spinning off into the other series, which is a mini series called uh, Batman uh, v Robin. Right. And, I, and I'm just very excited because the acronym for that is Beaver. Um, so <laughs> we go from Bizwith to Beaver. So that's exciting. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more. Um, uh, do we know if, if Doom Patrol are going to be appearing in Beaver? I don't think so. Right. I don't know. Like, I think, yeah, we we could be in the uh, the uncharted territory of waiting for Doom at this point. <laughs> Gosh, that would be a first. Oh, yeah, my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, uh, do you have any news to put on the sushi train? I know that uh, stop it um, but you know season 4 of, of Doom Patrol TV is, is currently in production there's been a few uh, sneaky peeks online um, there was a photo of um, Dana Guerrero um, having like makeup applied that made her look very aged so that that's going to be interesting to see how that comes out um, yeah so mainly behind the scenes Photos coming from the makeup chairs of, of April Bowlby and, and 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 Diana. So um, I'm very glad that season four is is happening, and um, I I look forward to its arrival on our screens. Yeah. No uh, no hints as to what it's about or who's in it or you know guest stars or new new cast members. None of that coming through, is there? Well, actually, I'm pretty sure that there was a reveal of the episode titles. Oh, and I'm pretty sure that one of them, one of the season four episodes, was titled "Casey Patrol." Ooh, ooh. yeah, ooh. Casey ooh, yeah. Brink, Casey Brink yeah. from volume six. Yes, volume six and seven. Yes. Volume six and seven, so. first appearance in Doom Patrol number one, the young animal. Uh, mm. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. So it's it's going to be. Um, I, I can't wait to see. What happens? But yeah, bring yeah. it on! I need, I need it now. I need it. I need it now. Can't have it now. You can't have it. Oh. <laughs> okay. I, I I've just done a quick search on the Magoogle machine. <laughs> Magoogle. Magoogle. <laughs> I'm calling it Magoogle. Um. Yes, that's right. There is uh, apparently episode four is called Casey Patrol. Um, episode seven is called Orkwith Patrol. You remember Orkwith? Oh, we're going back to Orkwith, yeah. Yeah. From yeah. season um, one, the um, they're in the, inside a snow globe. That, mm. that one. Uh, no, that was no, that was um. Nernheim. Nernheim. Orkwith is the planet, the the alien planet. Ah, with the insect mesh and all that. Yes. Ah. Yes. Uh, you'll be excited to know that episode 2 is called Butt Patrol I have no idea what that could be about (laughs) well don't forget uh, 
last season during the zombie episode, <laughs> one of the butts got was away. seen running, got away. Um, so, you know, I, I'm sure that's going to come back somehow. Um, the, the, the rest of the ep- uh, episode, well, the first episode is called Doom Patrol. So, um, even though I'm pretty sure they did one called Doom Patrol Patrol. Yeah, they previously. did. That was when they met yeah. the, uh, the uh, previous Doom Patrol. Mm. With Mento, your favourite. Oh, shut up. And so far, they've only released the titles for 11 episodes, so I'm not sure if that means there's a couple more there hiding up their sleeves, but episode 11 is called Portal Patrol, so maybe they vanish somewhere, anywhere. Yes. That's exciting. Looking forward to it. Can't wait. Bring it good, on. Good McGoogling. <laughs> Mugabe. <laughs> Prime Minister Mugabe. <laughs> No, I don't want to be Prime Minister, please, no. (laughs) I just want to be... There there was a thing at work recently where um, it it was like this development program for executives. And um, I wasn't running it, but I was providing, let's call it technical support, Mm. for like some online learning modules and, and training resources and that. And it wrapped up. They had the final event for this thing. They wanted me to come along, and they wanted to you know give me a special shout out and give me all this praise for for and i was like no can i just be the man behind the curtain that pushes buttons i don't <laughs> i don't know just just have your little party leave me alone because i've got other bu- buttons to push for other <laughs> behind other curtains just and i'm just like yeah no i don't want to be prime minister no no you know me i, I don't i just i'm happy where i am don't don't yeah <laughs> don't I, i'd be scared that they actually wanted to you know murder you and so eat your liver or something because <laughs> Yeah, the way the upper levels operate, mm. yeah. Yeah, that's how they get their powers. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Um, Mike, what, the the ticking in the background, have you noticed that? I have, I have. I know what it is. Do you know what it is? No idea. I, I'm new to this completely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm new to this, he says, on their 175th episode. Do you yeah. mind? <laughs> if this was a comic, it would have a chromium cover. With a, a 3D section and a hologram, yeah, and then a die cut section as well, all on the one cover. Yeah, scratch, scratch and sniff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like a, a, a poster you can pull out from the center of the the magazine. Yeah. Yeah, but it wouldn't be a Marvel comic because it would have been rebooted 48 times to get to no, <laughs> that that many number ones. But then that suddenly go, oh, it's issue 175 suddenly. Yeah. Oh Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Oh look, let, let's let's be honest. DC does that a little bit. I mean, not as yeah, much. You know, though. but nowhere near as much as Marvel does. Yeah. I mean, to the point where I think Marvel now has two numbers in the yeah. <laughs> in the, the the box corners. So like the legacy number and the present day number. I think I don't know. I don't really read Marvel anymore. And occasionally so. they just go the bullshit number, which they just want to have. Like. <laughs> Point one. Remember yeah. that? <laughs> well, no, the amazing fantasy 1000s coming out. And it's like, you know, yeah. there, there's been like 30 issues of amazing fantasy. <laughs> they go, ah, we, we've earned it. We've earned it. Anyway, enough of that. Um, all right, the ticking. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, like? that's right. <laughs> Remember, it's the Doom Clock. I said it a minute ago. Let's oh, look okay. at the Doom Clock. The Doom Clock. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Yay. 
And so as we look upon the face of the Mighty Doom Clock, we can see that it has been just on 105 weeks. It's over two years, Paul, since we had a new Doom Patrol book on the shelves, that being issue seven of Doom Patrol Way to the Worlds, which we discussed in episode 161 from July of 2020. Golly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, the patrol might next appear possibly in issue six of World's Batman Superman World's Finest. Maybe. I doubt it. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of solicitation info other than it seems to be a very Robin centric issue. But the cover covers like a big Robin celebration type thing. Yeah. Anyway, I guess we're all gonna find out when that issue goes on sale on August sixteenth of twenty twenty two. So yeah, I'd be a bit surprised if they did show up again. Yeah. Considering what we're about to review and discuss. Yes. It's a new arc. Yes. Anywho, are you ready, Paul, for the This Week in Doom Patrol History guessing game? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah, it's okay. been a while, but I am... It's been a while. Prepped You've and... been flexing your, your brain matter and doing your research. And... Okay. I don't think you have been, but we'll I'll soon find out. Pelvic floor exercises. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I'm going to roll the eight-sided die of doom, and you are getting five. Oh, that's a respectable number. Five questions. That's pretty good, yeah. yeah. You feeling confident? I am. Yeah. I'm going to take it seriously this time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, question the first. Um, how is it an odd-numbered issue? It is not an odd-numbered issue. Is it an odd odd numbered volume it is an odd numbered volume um question the third is it one that we waited for on the show no it is not okay the, it had, this one had been long in print okay all right well, by the time we started the show that's a free hint there free uh-huh. hint all right i'm gonna say um I'm going to assume it's volume one, just because statistically there's quite a few of them. Uh, that's not a question, that's just a statement. That's a statement of fact, yeah. A statement yeah. of fact. Yeah, it's not I'm... even an opinion. It's 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 a truth. It's a cold, hard truth. Cold, You're just hard, schooling me factual. in my face. Yeah. <laughs> With your, your big facts. The big facts. <laughs> right, okay. Um, it's a... Carry the one. <laughs> yeah. Is it higher or lower than issue 100? Lower. Is it higher or lower than issue 100? <laughs> there you go, folks. That's what you come here for. Comedy got champagne comedy. Yeah, you know? we, we did that, it. That's why the people tune in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. High five. High right. five. And I, yeah. I'm up to my last question, aren't I? This is correct. You you have one question left. Um, but you are very much on the right track. It is volume one. It is uh, an issue lo- numbered lower than issue one hundred. So you, you're doing pretty well. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just I'm just gonna take a take a punt. Mm-hmm. Um. So and say it's issue ninety four. It is not issue ninety four. Issue ninety two. You're all out of questions. Ninety six. <laughs> ninety eight. Eighty eight. Going on sale for twelve cents US on July eighteenth of nineteen sixty-three, with the cover date of September of that year was My Greatest Adventure issue eighty-two. Eighty-two, I got it right. I can't believe it. 
I can't believe you're still trying that. Uh, I'm editing, I'm editing. (laughs) (laughs) This issue featured the story titled Three Against the Earth and was brought to us by Arnold Drake, Bruno Premiani and Murray Boltanoff and saw the patrol trying to uncover a traitor in their midst after the identity of the chief is published in the news. And as the mystery continues, the team must also deal with three alien beings who seek to make the chief their ally in taking over the Earth. What's going on? Why? They were dudes in masks, if I remember correctly. Yes, yes. To to answer those questions, uh, you'll have to read the issue for yourself, or you can listen to Paul and I discuss this comic in episode five from January of 2015, which you can find over in the Doom dossier for volume one at waitingfordoom.com. 170 episodes ago. Good lord. That's we've been doing. We've been doing this for what? Hang on, I've got to count now. Longer than I've been alive. <laughs> Waiting for Methuselah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... Methuselah? Are you trying to say Methuselah? Same diff. <laughs> Different people can pronounce things slightly differently, Paul. Okay. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Methuselah. Good mm. lord. Whatever. Anyway, that's it for the Doom Clock this week. Play a primer. Okay. Hey, listen to Longbox Crusade. It's the part of the show where we explain things to do with the Doom Patrol in a segment we called a Doom Splaining, which is a nice bit of synergy there because it really does actually explain what it's about. Um, and this week, uh, we we were unable to uh, comment at the time on Batman Superman World's Finest or Bizwith number four, mm. as it was. Uh, but mm. we have waited and <laughs> waiting. That's us. And we have waited for <laughs> issue five to come out. So we're covering two, two this issue, this this episode. It's not an issue. It's an episode. Uh, language, words, hard. <laughs> um, so Mike, what is Bizwith number four all about? Um, take us through it. Can I start? Yep. Yeah. Am I go, good to go? Go. Yep, yep. Okay. Cool. Well, let me tell you, Batman Superman World's Finest start issue now. four. Okay, I will. Um, Batman Superman issue four, Batman Superman World's Finest, sorry, issue four is, uh, chapter four of the Devil Nezha story arc, chapter four being titled The Devil's Secret. It's written by Mark Wade, art and cover by Dan Mora, colors by Tamara Bon Villain, hooray, uh, letters by Aditya Bidikar, and apologies if I mispronounced that, and was edited by Dave Wilgos and Paul Kaminsky. And had a bunch of variant covers by Derek Chu, Freddie E. Williams II, Riley Rosmo, and Ivan Placencia. Apologies if I've mispronounced that. Yeah, good job. I try my best. I've had no coffee. I'm doing okay. Anyway, picking up straight after the events of Issue 3, which we covered in our last episode, Batman and Superman find themselves trapped in a green jail cell, courtesy of Green Lantern Hal Jordan, who's been possessed by the Devil Nezha. Jordan the Jerk. Sorry. Side note. I've... <laughs> <laughs> not a big fan of Green Lantern, especially not a big fan of Hal Jordan. I just think Green Lantern just grinds my gears. 
yeah. So I've 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 tried to make my summary as nice as possible, but here I am being snarky about it. Anyway, Jordan the Jerk then creates a giant spinning blade at our hero, smashing open the cell and actually piercing Superman's skin, drawing blood. Superman pulls himself from the building he was just slammed into and attempts to shoot his heat vision at the lantern, but the the attack is easily deflected. It's at that moment that Batman realizes Hal's energy constructs are being augmented by magic when Nezhar appears and begins to throttle him. As Superman and Green Lantern continue to beat the heck out of each other, Batman asks the devil what he wants, and Nezhar begins monologuing. He explains to Batman how he spent three millennia crafting a spell to break the magic that had entombed him. And when he finally broke free, he was dismayed by the state of the world and began seizing implements of change so he could have everything. Batman tries to call his bluff, stating that Nezhar is worried about present-day powered heroes taking him out, just like the House of G did back in the day. But Nezhar just casts Batman aside, but thankfully just close enough to save Superman from an emerald axe, by using Dr. Alchemy's Philosopher's Stone to turn oxygen into chromium, creating a yellow shield to protect them from Hal and come up with a new plan. I don't know whether chromium's comic book science or actually proper science. I don't know. Uh, well, the, the ring doesn't have the um, the weakness to yellow, so it's probably just a really strong shield to stop his emerald Yeah, axe. but coincidentally, it was, it was yellow it as was well. Yellow, yeah. So. I love when they said that. Anyway. Remember when we could just hit him with a yellow brick? That was... Brick. <laughs> oh, I wish that they had. Anyway, <laughs> we then turn back to China in 1579 BC, where Robin and Supergirl are learning some hard truths from the Warriors of G about imprisoning Nezhar. And as is often the case when dealing with magic, there is a price to be paid. Our two heroes start their journey back to the future, but are suddenly hit with a time storm, and Supergirl loses her grip on Robin, and he falls into a white void. Oh, no. Meanwhile, in the present, Bats and Supes are still getting blasted by GL when they realise that their combined willpower might be stronger than Hal's. And sure enough, they are able to will his lantern ring off his hand and straight towards them. Though Bruce yelling, one thought between us, might have been taken a bit too literally by the ring as it suddenly collides with them and they merge into one being. A Super Bats? A, a Batman? I think um, I, heard, I heard the cover being referred to as the Fusion cover, so it's... The Fusion Lantern. So yeah, I'm going to go with my favourite one, uh, which I came up with this morning, and I'm calling him Bat Soup. Bat Soup. Uh, so what a Bat Soup. <laughs> Whatever. In any case, it's probably a good thing that they did merge, as suddenly Nessa has called in more possessed heroes, being Firestorm, Red Tornado, Wonder Girl, Martian Manhunter, Kid Flash, and Black Canary. Oh my! As Bat Soup takes care of them, and Nezha begins possessing more of the general populace, the Doom Patrol finally make an appearance and radio in and confirm that they've found Nezha's tomb on an island near Corto Maltese. With the chief thinking that maybe it can hold the devil again, Robot Man sends them coordinates and asks them, how fast can you get him there? With the power of the lantern ring running low, Bat Soup changes tactics, grabbing Nezha and running through the sky, racing through the skies towards Yellow. How do you run through the skies? Come on, Michael. And I'm reading too fast. I need to calm down. I may have had a burst coffee. Take a breath. <gasps> but it's too late. The power <laughs> of the lantern ring runs out. Batman and Superman are back in their separate forms, and Nezhar has his hands around their throats. He only gets a minute to gloat, though, as suddenly Supergirl arrives, smacking straight into Nezhar, and they both come crashing down onto the island, where the Doom Patrol, Batman and Superman, all head to the point of impact to find Kara dragging Nezhar along. 
and she finally shares what the warriors of G told her. Nezhar can be sealed back in the tomb, but only from the inside. <gasps> oh. Paul, what did you think of issue four of Bizwiff? Fantastic. Really good. I actually think this is uh, better than the first three. It really, um, it's fantastic action. Um, yeah, the the whole design of Fusion Batman, or Batsoup as you want to call him, uh, yeah, that soup sounds like something you'd get at a really crappy sushi, sushi train place. It, sa- <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a Marx Brothers film done by DC. Yeah. Anyway, um, right. what a fantastic design! I mean, like it could be throwaway, but you know the work he put into it, and it just looks super cool. Mm. Like I will not be surprised if there isn't a Todd McFarlane action figure of that sooner or later, because it. <laughs> It just looks superb, yeah. superb, yeah. and the way the the bat symbol is integrated with the Superman logo on the chest, and yep. you know, yeah, but it's very um, nice. yeah, fantastic, beautiful, um, and that caused a bit of a stir with the the cover of Fusion being quite uh, collectible for a brief moment, so yeah, just long enough for me to sell mine. <laughs> anyway, catching, <laughs> yeah. catching, yeah. yes, as. This whole run has been so far, even though it's only uh, you know four issues in by this point, or five issues in now, as you're about to take us through the next issue. Um, this was so much fun, just mm. so much action, um, just you know, ending on a cliffhanger like that. You know, oh yeah, we can seal him in again. Who's going to sacrifice themselves? It's like wow, what the hell? Um, and it was also nice to see. <laughs> They finally answered the question that's been, you know, on my mind at least, as to actually how uh, the super beings, Kara and Cal, carry around the bat beings. Because we had that that shot when Kara and and is it did we decide it's Tim? No, it's it's we think it's uh, Dick Grace. Okay, Kara and Dick flying back through the the time portal, and it was nice to see that angle of her actually, you know holding him under his arms, hmm. <laughs> getting rid of any further questions about it, because I was still like, how are they actually doing that? But yeah, that was completely unexpected, and like, whoa, okay. And so yeah, poor Kara is completely beside herself that she's lost Robin, hmm. um, whilst trying to do the right thing. Oh, and by the way, here's more bad news. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's such a good series. Yeah. It's so cool. Very not a lot of Doom Patrol, but you know, they did do a significant contribution by going, Ah, here's the tomb. This is the tomb mm-hmm. where we've got a stick Neza. Um and yep. it's on the in the islands near Corto Maltese. Do you know where Corto Maltese first appeared? Um, I'm not sure where it first appeared, but was Corto Maltese not the island in the Suicide Squad movie? I think it was. Yeah, but, but I, I mean uh, tell me, enlighten me. Where did it first appear? Dark Knight Returns. Oh the, wow. The Frank Miller classic that was uh that was where there was the american um in action and it ended up with the nuke that um superman intercepts where he you know basically oh, yeah so that okay. was the first appearance of corto maltese um there you go yeah and we're going to hear more you're about welcome everyone that air, air, uh, that place because of what happens in the next issue which um, yes come on paul i'll take you through now bring it on home yep, yeah do it. Um, bring it bring it on home do it go and all right all right all right 
so it's Mark Wade and Dan Mora uh, are writing in art and covers. Uh, Tamara Bonvillain on colours. It's good to see her still doing Doom Patrol stuff after all this time. Uh-huh. Uh, oh. Aditya Bidiha on letters. Francesca Martina, Pete Woods and Alexander Lozano on variant covers, which I didn't see them all. Uh, Dave Wilgotz on associate editor and Paul Kaminsky on editing. And so, yeah, let, bef- without any more ado... How are you, Mike? <laughs> no, I'm going to get in. Um, <laughs> Batman Superman World's Finest. As everyone processes the sacrifice required to imprison the devil Neza, Supergirl shows the mystical seal gifted her to the by the warriors of G. After the hero closes the door, they must seal the door from within with the enchanted talisman. First edition? Uh, anyway, but then they'll be locked inside with a very angry Neza. Sorry, a little joke for the board game players out there. Yeah, nicely done. Nicely yeah, done. thank you. Um, everyone wants to sacrifice themselves. Literally, they're all going, I'll, I'll do it, I'll do it, I don't even like being alive. Um, <laughs> and the Doom Patrol actually like, we're, we're scum, we don't even belong in the universe, so you should you should let us do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely uh, feeling insecure compared to the 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 world's fine the whiffers, the world's finesters. Um, whiffers. Yeah. Supergirl insists it's her destiny when the discussions are cut short by a Neza-possessed Superman turning on them. Um, <gasps> he's about to smack into the uh, Batman and absolutely decimate him when uh, Supergirl intercepts that attack. Uh, Batman starts issuing orders to the heroes, but he is suddenly seized by an embiggen Verita, also possessed by Neza. Yeah, Neza. Um, yes. Negative Man then turns on Robot Man, because he's suddenly possessed. Um, as Kara and Carl are locked in combat with their laser vision, heat vision, laser, heat, uh, I don't know. Heat uh, vision, come heat, on. Heat vision. How's Emerald Attack Team vision? Um, Cliff is unable to free Batman from Rita, and then he decides that he'll just go and punch Neza because he's got nothing else to do suddenly. <laughs> yeah, which causes Neza to lose control of all the heroes. Uh, Supergirl recalls the words of the warrior from of G, one of the warriors, I can't remember which one, um, and he says, uh, Neza is a master of every known science, but he obviously hasn't yet adapted to current day technology, such as Robot Man's robot body and Batman's electric knuckle dusters, which he's whipped out. Whip. Uh, so Superman flies to the Fortress of Solitude in a couple of panels and returns in an instant with the Phantom Zone projector. If modern oh, yeah. technology challenges Neza, then alien technology can possibly beat him. Uh, Neza struggles to avoid it, but the heroes force him into the beam, which dispatches him into the zone. With Neza dealt with, Batman asks Supergirl what happened to Robin. The Whiffers decide that they'll find him, whatever it takes. Their planning is interrupted by the deafening Skroom. Skrakoom. No, it's a Skrakoom. It's really deafening. It's filled up half a panel. As Neza tears his way out of the Phantom Zone and back into reality, everyone reels with the realisation that he can't be contained and he can't be stopped. Superman suddenly grabs the talisman that can seal Neza into the tomb and launches himself at Neza, pushing him into the vault, slamming the door behind him before the heroes can stop him. And everyone tries to stop him. Um, Batman hammers on the door, uh, really loses his shit, uh, desperate to save his whiffer bro. Um... Having heated words with Kara over not stopping Clark's sacrifice, uh, Cliff tries to calm things down by pointing out that the heroes have won despite the sacrifice. Batman suddenly notices that the Phantom Zone projector is missing. 
while spotting that the tear of the zone that Neza created is still open. Rushing over to the crack, all the heroes reach in and pull Superman through the, the crack. Um, as Superman uh, gets uh, reacquainted with reality, he explains that he turned the Phantom Zone Protector on himself once inside the tomb, then destroyed it with his heat vision before he faded completely, and he trusted that Batman would notice the, the missing projector and then realise what the plan was. So he went inside the tomb, sealed the tomb, Phantom Zoned himself, destroyed the projector, and then got pulled out of mm. Phantom Zone. Very clever cl- uh, plan, and not one I saw coming. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, feeling much more victorious, Kara hugs Clark, who buries the tomb in rubble. Rita tells Batman what an honour it was for the patrol to help Biswif, uh, but he's focused on the next Biswith arc, which is the hunt for Dick. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that's entirely what it's called. I want, I want the trade to be called the hunt for Dick. Batman, Superman, the hunt for Dick. Um, anyway. Yeah. But thank you for laughing, you really... You really made me realise I've made the right choice there in this epilogue right yeah. right choice <laughs> yeah it was a choice <laughs> uh, there is a, an epilogue in which we see that Neza's tomb is in fact on the island known as Lazarus Island which was uh, the mm. site of the recent Lazarus tournament as seen in the Robin series in fact Damien is reaching out to touch the door of the tomb which I'm sure mm. will not have any consequences for Damien um, yeah, as we see, uh, there's a Batman versus Robin or Beaver series coming imminently. Yeah, imminently. And also, just the um, you know, the the mountain in the background in that final panel looks a little bit like a skull. So you know, I'm sure it's you know not an omen at all. So yeah, I've never seen mm. a, a rock that looks like a skull or a mountain that looks like a skull. Not in real life, you mean? But if I did, I'd see one and I go, I'm going to call that Skull Rock or Skull Mountain. Yep. And I'd probably say, I'm going to stay away from that place, because that can't be good. Or Skull Plinth. <laughs> it was a plinth. Right. Yep. There's not yep. many uh, opportunities to say the word plinth. Have you noticed? Plinth. I, I have noticed, yeah. I can't recall the last time I heard anyone use that word. Mr. Fancy Pants. Mm. So. Mm. With my bottom dollar. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, what do you think of this one? This was a fantastic conclusion to this arc. This yeah. was so good. And the Doom Patrol got to play a very good part in beating the bad guy. And I mean, literally beating the bad guy, because Cliff was like, what do I do? Um, I'm going to go punch the dude that's possessing my friends. <laughs> and it worked. Mm. <laughs> um, it was so cool. to, to And, y- you know when Batman realizes what Superman's done and getting negative man to, you know, broaden the dimensional breach mm. um, so they can get Superman back. It was so cool to see them playing uh, an important, helpful part in this story. Yeah. And the, the action was just so fantastic. Like every single time there's an action scene, it's like Dan Mora just soars on the art. It looks so fantastic. Like there's the sense of motion and, you know, like, mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't remember seeing the Kryptonians slam into people as often as they have in this, you know, comic. Like, they're, they're clear. Like, Neza is so powerful, but if you, you know, if Clark or Kara slams into him at speed, there's no, you know, way to react to that apart from going where they take you, you know? Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yep. So, brilliant. 
beautiful art, yeah. and he draws such a good Batman, Dan Mora. It's so good. Yep. Yeah, I love it. Short ears, looks yep. cool. Mm. Yeah, and, and yeah, once again, Batman being quite emotional over Superman. Um, I, I, in, I, I, I've seen. There's more um, sexual attra- sexual attraction between them than there is oh, with right. Ap- Apollo and Midnighter in this comic. Like Batman oh, is really? clearly in love with Superman in this, you know. Like he is beside himself when he thinks he's lost Clark. Inside, mm. the, he is, you know, he is losing it. He is. I don't know whether it's sexual attraction, but ah, it's there. There's, there's something there. Yeah, yeah. The bizwiffers, they're um, yeah, they're an item. Uh, I don't know. I don't, uh, mm. I don't know. But I mean, this is the advantage of this story: is that it happens at a sort of you know un uncertain time in the past. So you know, we're not sure when this was. It's a classic version of the Doom Patrol. We get to see classic heroes like um, like Donna Troy and Firestorm, mm. and um, you know, Red Tornado gets an outing, which must be very exciting for him. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, you know, and I, I really, I mean, you know who the the MVP of this series has been? It's been Kara, Kara Supergirl. She has... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if if it's done anything, it's shown me that Mark Wade should be writing uh, a Supergirl series, because he uh, mm. gets her and doesn't do anything stupid with her, like making her possessed and evil. And even, I mean, I, I tire of superheroes getting possessed, but... You know, when Neza possesses you, there's no sense of it. It's because you're weak and you can't, you know, like most people can overcome um, a possession if they're the main character of a comic. But clearly when Neza mm. takes you, you're just gone. Like you've got no, yeah. no power. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Neza, a um, major player. And I think uh, we should probably discuss the fact that Neza's name's been popping up in the DC Universe here and there. So, um, in the Robin series, there was the demon under Lazarus Island, the the name Neza was brought up by um, Ra's al Ghul, uh, Ghul's wife, dead wife, alive yes. wife, yeah, so that was mentioned. Um, and Neza was mentioned in Monkey King comic, yes. um, as Martin yes. pointed out, when Neza was actually a good guy back in the ancient times. Um, so, yeah, I think DC have plans for Neza, and I reckon, you know, that one day the first appearance of Neza will be, um, you know, sought after like the the first appearance of Mongol or something like that not the first appearance of Darkseid mm. obviously you know, much bigger but um, you know sort of a mid-tier villain who they can do stuff with and certainly formidable like um, if they bring him back oh, yeah. it's going to be a, a big deal you know he's like Trigon except he's not just interested in teenagers you know <laughs> yeah if, if Nezha somehow gets out of that tomb again he's going to be pissed yeah. He's 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 gonna be furious, and that's not gonna be good for anyone. And yeah, I, I think I read somewhere, and I'm gonna have to go back and double check the actual issue. That apparently he was also mentioned uh, in Detective Comics 1050, um, sorry 1050. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and I'm like I don't really remember that. But then again, that was the one where they called it the landmark 1050th issue on the cover, and which I still debate whether that's a landmark number. But anyway, um, yes, well, I, I will be looking That had the um, Bizwift preview in it, didn't it? Or the first... Was that, uh, the, was that that one? 
that's where the story started, and then they reprinted that story. Oh, uh, yeah, that was the... Yes, it was. So that's, Maybe that's what they're... Yeah, that's to. just Bizwiff okay. being mentioned oh. in terms of... Uh, not Bizwiff, Neza. I'm going Bizwiff. Neza. Neza. Beaver. Um, yeah. <laughs> Plinth. Plinth. <laughs> Bizwiff never Plinth. beaver plinth. <laughs> plinth of dune. <laughs> Anyway, yes, this has been a fantastic first arc to this World's Finest. Sorry, Batman Superman World's Finest series. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Robin, Robin-centric issue um, next month um, and whether the Patrol make any sort of appearance in that. I don't know. But I, don't I think, think they will. I think, I think it's going to be all yeah. decunting in the DC Universe. Oh, my God. You just can't stop, can you? <laughs> <laughs> This might be a good time to pitch my appearance on uh, the Bwahaha podcast where I talked about uh, giant worms and didn't point out how phallic they looked at any stage in any way. I want you to, <laughs> I'm just going to assure you of that. So. Ah, mm. right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've uncovered why you like Tremor so much. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to speak with a certain doctor about that. You know? And look, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's nothing what you do, just... You know, if you like big phallic things running around, gobbling people up, you know, more power to you. Yeah. This is why people tune in for this quality content. They do. <laughs> anyway, yes, um, I'm, I'm sure we'll see what happens in the uh, attempts to rescue Robin. Dig. Um, I I look forward to seeing more Doom Patrol somehow, somewhere soon, because I don't know when our next episode of this show will be. Yeah, I, I don't know either. I really don't know. I mean, it's... Yeah, we're just going to... I mean, for goodness sake, DC, bring back the Doom Patrol in a permanent way. You know, do something. Come yeah. on. Look, and look, I would suggest Mark Wade and Dan Morrow do it, because they did a pretty bang-up job with what few appearances the Patrol had in this comic, which is understandable. It's yeah, you know, Batman Superman-centric. That's that's fine. You know, Not a problem with that. But I would like to see... I mean, like... General Immortus is now, you know, in his hidden fortress, and he has Alzheimer's. It's like, wow, what? how did we get to... Well, I can kind of figure out how we got to that point. But that's like a start of a story thread there. Hmm. You know? Come on. And, I mean, the Chief sort of dropped out of it as it went on too, didn't he? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you can't do much he, uh, with the Chief. I mean, he's he's a brain, he's in a wheelchair, but he doesn't get to it, punch things. No, not not normally. He normally sits in uh, Doom Manor and, you know, commands the troops from afar. Yeah. Anyway. All right, so I, I feel like we've Doom explained that and we have we've come to the realisation that we don't know where we're going next. So. <laughs> Pretty much. Good times. Yeah. yeah. Quality content once again from Mike and Paul. Mike and Paul. Bringing you the Doom. All of my... All right. Uh, let's go to the mailbag of Doom. Let's. <laughs> And yes, it's time to once again look into the mailbag of Doom because we actually got some comments and feedback, uh, which is very nice to us receive. And first up, we heard from the charming but seafull Tim Price, who commented on our last episode, episode 174, You Are the Whiff to My Biz. And Tim wrote, what's that? You need some Doom in your mailbag? Well, let me see what I can do um, about it. What's love got to Doom got to Doom with it? <laughs> oh great, Homer Band. Yeah, like that's ever stopped me before. So regarding uh, Superman carrying Batman, you know, however that's happening, 
You know how basketball players can palm the ball just with finger and hand pressure? Maybe Supes is exerting just enough super strength to grip Batman's shoulder blades without hurting him. And gosh, maybe Superman can simulate Spider-Man's wall crawling that way if he really wanted to. But he wouldn't because Superman doesn't embrace his weirdness enough. Um, ooh, I just remembered, in Bizwiff number two, Supergirl was depicted carrying Robin the same way. I did find one panel where it looks like Kara's fingers are just barely reaching his armpits. Maybe supers just need one finger joint to safely carry a person. Well, I worked way too hard on that situation. <laughs> <laughs> but it's appreciated. Tim, it's it's appreciated. Yeah. Um, hey, hey, Doom Patrol. Their, their part was too short in this issue, but everything with General Immortus was great. Whether or not his dementia sticks around, it's pretty humanizing or ordinary problem to portray. Uh, the team came through in spite of that obstacle, so I love that, albeit the kind of sort of abuse of elderly, mentally incapable senior, senior, senior citizen. That's a good point. <laughs> Tim signs off with, uh, I'm still glad you guys have this story to cover, even if it's solely trade-bound and nothing more. Fingers crossed for more. Stay weird. Thank you very much, Tim. That's, that's a good point about, yeah. I mean, did they, yeah, well, hmm. I mean, Amortis, Amortis has always been a bad guy, but uh, I think they treated him... So it was an absolute treat to not just get the Doom Patrol in, in an arc, but also one of their villains. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Fantastic. Um, and you can check out Tim's stuff at the Write On Network, where he's involved with the, the Cassandra Kane Batgirl podcast, and he's also involved with uh, the Outcasters. Well, not just involved, mm. he, he does stuff all over that. And uh, yeah, if you want to know about Batman and the Outsiders, that's the podcast for you. It's not much about making toperies. Uh, so, not the podcast for you if you're into toperies. But. Uh, are there podcasts about toperies? I have not looked because I'm not into toperies and not put it on the sushi Pickle. train. It's not one for me. Oh no, no sushi train, no. <laughs> we've, right. we've moved past that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we got an email from Martin Gray, very kind of Martin, and um, you know Martin's been a very good friend of the show in ways that we won't share, um, but very kind and generous. Um, so he said, "Hello, humans. Thanks for another great show. I'm sorry that the mailbag of doom remains empty. Why don't you bring back the question of the week?" But you can call it the question of the episode, or invite us to load things on the sushi train. <laughs> See, the people <laughs> love the sushi. The sushi train has a following. One, one person, one person. Okay, including yourself, two people. <laughs> Big Tim Styles said, "Loves the sushi train on Twitter." I'll have you know. Three people. Yeah, I really enjoyed Wilfred's sushi train to Basan joke on <laughs> Twitter. The Three people <laughs> and an artificial intelligence. All right. Well, that's an army. That's an army. That, well, I've been watching Doctor Who, and if you've got three aliens, that's an army back then in the 60s. Yeah, because those three aliens run behind the camera and then back into the shot. <laughs> so it looks like there's more of them. Yes. I know that trick. That's uh, an old trick. Oh. You know? oh, we've only got three actors to dress up as giant-sized oh, bugs, but right. oh... Have them run around this, a circle in around the camera, and there'll be so many more of them. Oh no! Like a sushi train. Um, <laughs> it's suddenly it, Martin continues. Unlike uh, Mike, it's time to stop continuing. Uh, it suddenly struck me: our favourite heroes are called the Doom Patrol, but they never actually patrol. They just sit around with a big monitor waiting for trouble, or argue amongst themselves uh, somewhere else in the mansion while the chief looks for trouble. They should call themselves the Doom Waiters, uh, which sounds like they should be on a rope going between the floors of a restaurant. Yeah, like a dumb waiter. Yeah, fantastic. But you can't have everything. I, I love the dumb waiter. Do you have you seen the film Ready or Not? Yes. Yeah, they yes, had a dumb waiter in it, where she hid in the dumb waiter, mm -hmm. and 
went between yes. the floors. That was such a good film. It that had, really um, was. Yeah. yeah. Samara Weaving, who is really the mm-hmm. um, the spare Margot Robbie. <laughs> wow. Well, she literally looks like Margot Robbie. Like, if Margot Robbie... Something happened to Margot Robbie, uh, heaven forbid, um, Samara Weaving could pretty much take all her roles and no one would notice. Mm, uh, yeah, okay. okay. Um, yeah, they, they, they are very similar in, in features, yes. Mm. Uh, and then Martin says, bye-bye, Martin. And then he said, P.S. Arani doesn't get nearly enough love. Yeah, we still need some great Arani stories, I reckon. So, you know... I want to see mm. tales from different times of the Doom Patrol and one featuring Arani or the return of Arani. Let's reveal that she didn't die in the invasion because let's face it, just like everyone who Whoa. died back then is alive today. So, Or reintroduce Arani. You know, it's a new universe. The DC continuity is all over the place. You could have Arani back. I want Coagula you and could. I want Arani. I want Karma. Uh, I want Karma. I don't know where. Uh, okay, Karma, yes. Karma, yes. Coagula, yes. Arani, eh... Uh... But, uh, but do you do you feel like Arani was hard done by? Like the, she know, was, yes. Her, her characterization was. was not very um, pleasant. She she was a very difficult character to embrace in some aspects. Um, mm. But yeah, it, it would be cool to see some sort of, sort of revisitation to to her, um, and maybe some sort of expanded upon backstory. That mm. finally, you know, confirms everything one way or the other. Yeah. 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 And, and yes, thank you, Martin, for your support of the show. Um, it is always very much appreciated. And, and thank you for writing in. Yeah. Thank you, Martin. Uh, what happens next on the show, Mike? Um, next, we do a sign-off for two to five minutes. Okay. Uh, start the clock. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's all we have for you this week on Waiting for Doom. And... We're uncertain when we'll be back, but um, we have other shows on the network, don't we, Mike? We've got um, DC OCD, which is about DC events. Um, mm-hmm. It's very, very good. And I think we're going to be doing The Joker War next time, so you can really look forward to oh, that. Geez. If you love The Joker and you want to see The Joker get some you know, much-needed exposure in the DC universe, which he never does. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Finally, yeah. it's time to shine <laughs> What if we put the Joker in a comic and on the cover of something? DC finally realised that could work. Um, yeah. yeah, and we haven't done a Gary show in quite some time, but um, we do we do those occasionally. We've got some. We, we, we've we've done the Gary show. Yeah, yeah, we've got some good Gary stuff to come up. There's the time you thought I was your wife. We'll tell that story. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was hilariously wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I'd forgotten that for a minute, but yes, that was a thing that happened. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we do dial F for Flanger, uh, which um, I I did one recently where I talked about um, dial H for Hero with Ciscoid, which was very good, very fun. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. So that's what we do. But if you want to get in touch with us, um, you can send things to Wilfred on Twitter at wfdpod. Uh, you can email us at waitingfordoom at gmail.com like Martin did. Um, we also got uh, the Facebook page and, of course, waitingfordoom.com, which is everything to do with our podcast, all in one spot. Not two yes. spots, one spot. Just one. Just one. the one. Just one spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anything else you want to add, Mike? What are, uh, any 
Anything else? No, no. I'll, I'll just uh, thank our listeners for tuning in once once again. And uh, as always, um, stay weird, be good to each other, don't be a crumb bum, and we'll catch you next time for more Waiting for Doom. Waiting for Doom. There you go.